Welcome back, everybody, to Thanks for Your Concern. You're here with Berenice. And I'm Ella. Hi, everybody. We're excited for this episode. But Berenice, what have you been up to first? What have I been up to? Well, currently I'm in California because last week <laughs> my boss told me we had four days off. And you know me, I stay, I guess, catching these flights. Zero thoughts went through my head, just vibes. And yeah, I ended up in San Francisco to visit our best friend, Ariana. She's here. She's our producer today, but she's quiet. She's low key. She's in the background. She didn't want to be in. She did want to be in, but she allegedly she has a toothache. So we're just going <laughs> to go with that. <laughs> Hey, man, two stuff ain't no joke. What have you guys been up to? We've been running around San Francisco. Where's your disco? We decided to go to Cascade's blog party. Okay, we didn't know how much we like Cascade. Like, we forgot, and then we remembered. We also realized that this marks, like, our six years of, like, being friends, and Cascade oh, was, yeah. like, our first show together. And we really – we were cuter than we intended to be. You know what I mean? I love that. Yeah. Another update is we did realize that Pearls on Men is the new wave. And we will be purchasing pearls for any men that we date. And we simply cannot date them unless they wear them. Okay. <laughs> All right. Get your short king's pearls. Love it. They could. It's an instant up. They go literally. He's a five, but he wears pearls. At least a seven. <laughs> uh, but what have you been up to? Okay, you guys. Update. The paddleboard came. And let oh, me tell you. Two words. Life changing. <laughs> I... Have already had so much fun on this paddleboard. It has paid for itself. I love stand-up paddleboarding. It is a workout. Yeah. It is a workout. So I'm like, dude, this is awesome. I had so much fun. And what was the other update that I had? Oh, yeah. A little update. You guys, again, this week from the 7th to the 9th, you can see me at Club Comedy in Capitol Hill. So Woo! go ahead and give uh, Club Comedy Seattle a follow and myself, LL Tutor. There'll be a link so that you guys can buy tickets. Perfect. She's going to start posting on her social media now. I know. I literally, I literally, that's funny you say that because I literally had someone take photos of me doing comedy so I could post them. So that, love that. I do love that. You know, I've been feeling like pretty homesick until I got back to the West coast and I realized was I homesick or did I just miss Mexican people and Mexican food and I mm. did realize that all food in New York is absolute garbage or <laughs> rice garbage really oh my god I hate it I like genuinely like living there for I'm shy of a one week I will be there one whole year crazy um, time crazy flies. crazy yeah and the food is just severely overpriced and honestly tastes pretty bad I feel like everybody's trying to do the most but like it's not good like you can't get a taco that bad I've been eating chicken tacos I've never in my life eaten a chicken taco before but in New York I don't know why chicken tacos are the best ones that's lame <laughs> that's really lame anyway so yeah I've been missing tacos and the food here is amazing am I an east coast girl time will tell time will tell Oh my gosh, I have another exciting update. So my birthday is in two weeks, okay, you guys? Hey! Two weeks. I'm turning 28. I decided I'm going to jump out of an airplane. Bitch is going skydiving, okay? Yes, I so love that. I was like, in my 28 year, from 28 to 30, I decided I'm going to just be wild, okay? I'm going to do crazy fun stuff. I also am going to drop an album, okay? You You're going to drop an album? Yep, I'm going to drop an album. <laughs> What's this album? Like a rap album, like a an EDM album. EDM pop. Ah, yep. ET and DNA. Yeah, I don't know. We're we're still working on it. It's very rough. I've just decided I'm gonna just do it because I really want to be actress, stand up comedian, musician, triple threat. 
yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go start no, taking dude, dance classes that. so I can pop and lock on stage, you know? <laughs> Girl, I fully support this dream for people that don't know. Um, Ella and I's been little rave slaves since college and we once thought that we would be DJs it still could happen and we came up with aliases we we build a brand essentially but without the actual mixing of yeah. music <laughs> so I'm gonna do that this year too so you heard it here first but you guys we have a very exciting episode the topic of the episode is goofy being in a goofy silly mood and I have we're we're gonna roast ourselves a little bit, which are always very fun and popular. But we're um, also, also gonna, gonna roast, gonna other roast people. others. Yeah, yeah, yeah. double it's balance. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So it's let's get started. Let's do it. Essentially, Ella came up with this topic. She she showed me a TikTok. And the TikTok essentially portrays you when you are left feeling goofy. When you do something so fucking stupid that you're left feeling real silly about it. Okay, so I, I couldn't find the original that I got this idea from. But I don't know, but this one dude kind of popped off on TikTok because he was hula hooping in prison. Oh, I love So that. he was hula hooping in prison. <laughs> And he like literally went viral for it. And then he got locked in solitary confinement for seven months and then came out and like literally his TikTok, like now that he's not in prison, has not been popping off like it was. (laughs) And he was the he was doing the thing that he did that was hella goofy, was thinking he could sell uh, drugs off of the dark web and not get caught. Oh. And I just was like, that is goofy um, to just buy drugs off of the dark web and flip them and, and have them delivered to your house. Oh, yeah. That that lacks some thought. Yeah, it's a little um, goofy. Yeah, that is a little goofy. I can't say that I am up to that scale of goofy, but there are some other goofy things, uh, things that have left me feeling goofy. Yeah. I would say, <laughs> you know, I really had a lot of faith in society. <laughs> And then, um, you know, I thought maybe we're going towards the right direction. You know, there's more POC in the government, in positions of power. Boy, was I wrong. That left me feeling pretty fucking silly. Politics have been driving me nuts. Um, As you guys, I sometimes joke that I'm a communist. I don't know if it's a joke anymore. Um, (laughs) I'm fully kind of ready to burn it down. I don't know why I thought, I think with AOC, I was like, oh, okay, cool. Like, this is the future. This is the new wave. And I also, spending time as um orientation counselor with younger kids, I was like, damn, these people are pretty witted. Like, you know, like these people are a lot more witted than I think people older than me in my age, because I'm like a millennial. So sometimes I see Gen Z and I think maybe there's hope, which I do think there is. I just think that right now with the people that we have in power are just literally ancient you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I've been spending a lot of time in a retirement home, and that's literally what our government is. And you go in there, and you're like, you wouldn't <laughs> let these people make rules, you know? <laughs> I mean, I'm not joking. Like, I'm being honest. Like, there's literally- Bring ageism back. <laughs> oh, it's not even like that. It's just as, like, we have to have a diverse, like, a diverse yeah. representation. If we only have old white people that does not represent our entire country that is just a small part of it so like no i'm not saying like ageism i'm just saying if you're super fucking like let's just bring more young people so honestly i 
do not want to go into politics, okay? I also can't go into politics. No, with our track record, it's better <laughs> that we don't get involved in politics. We don't need some shit brought up. Um. <laughs> I know what I was like in college. Like, she's like AOC gets dragged for being a bartender. Bitch, I was godless, fatherless <laughs> behavior. No, um... It- that would leave me feeling silly. Yes. Um, yeah. <laughs> but other people should join politics, okay? Please, please, join politics. I thought about it, but I came to the same conclusions as you. Other times where I've been left feeling fucking silly, there's been certain situations. We're not just, I guess we're doing an overall, but um, men have left me pre- feeling pretty silly in the past. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, there's there's been not one, but two. So I felt extra goofy the second time when, you know, they, they say they want to meet up with you at a music festival. But then you get there and they're with somebody else, like with another girl looking back at you, trying to dance, trying to give you like the little like, little glare back. That let me feeling like pretty goofy. Um, another occasion when the same thing happened, uh, a dude made out with another girl in front of me. That made me feel extra goofy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I thought you said you wanted to hang out. I was under the impression you wanted to hang out. You know, people be playing games, but then it's like, I'm playing this game. I'm I'm allowing you to play this game. I'm sitting down at the board game, you know, with you. So it's like, you're playing me, but like, I feel goofy for even playing. Dude, when I tell you, I have, I don't know what type of like trait men pick up where they like visualize their life as a game right Mm -hmm. i've had i've had this guy basically say like i feel like i was in the side i i thought i was in the sidelines but i was put into the game and i didn't even know i was playing and i'm like why do you think your life is a game like i feel let's start there because um life is not a game life is pretty much just life yes and you having this whole ideology that life is a game i think is kind of toxic because you're really playing your fucking self you can't control other players there is no rules you know so what i'm very confused about where that ideology comes in well i honestly like we have a pretty female audience which i love but sometimes i'm like i wish guys would listen to us instead of these toxic male podcasts because they talk about like playing chess like oh like she's playing checkers you have to be playing chess and it's like no like why i didn't even sit down to play this board game literally it's like why are you strategizing like oh okay like i have what's gonna be her next move if i do this it's like that's literally manipulation like if you think that (laughs) about your life as like chess you're manipulating somebody or you're using yeah that's literally what you're doing right and so i'm like no stop playing games just be real yeah let's and the games 2022 the times that i've been the goofiest like the goofiest i've ever felt was like letting someone basically ghost me and then come back without any consequences like multiple times oh (laughs) well when they hit you up what did you say like hey what's up you didn't say like oh we haven't talked for three years (laughs) no i i really wish that i would have said something but let me just say this we had kind of this toxic we wouldn't Mm. talk come pick me up from across state lines Mm. oh we're talking about yeah him and um (laughs) yeah i feel a little i felt a little goofy that like after he hadn't talked to me or responded to my text messages for like three months he had a pledge come pick me up at a frat party and then i had to call my friend to pick me up from a different fucking state 
do I feel a little goofy for that? Oh, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Um, you know, I didn't think you were that goofy when it happened. I just, hopeless romantic, we can call her. But there, yeah, I, I would say like men obviously leave me feeling the goofiest because I know I'm not like dumb. You know, <laughs> like I would consider myself a pretty competent human being. Yeah, time and time again, these people leave me feeling stupid. Also, I think that that same person, I had a run in in a girl's bathroom. And you know how those are in a bar. You oh, run into oh. a girl in the bar. She wants to be your best friend. She yes. says she goes to this dude's college. And I was like, oh, yeah, I actually am over in that state quite a bit. Um, fucking with this <laughs> dude. And she was like, who is it? And I was like, I'd rather not say because I'm almost positive that you know him. It's a small university. Oh, she did know him, and she thought she it was him. very interesting that I had been hooking up with him for three years, because it was three years at that point. And she was like, "I was like, yeah, we've been hooking up off and on for like three years." And she was like, "Interesting." And you know when they say it like that, that there's something fucking going on, and you know you're you know it's interesting because you're about to go tell your homie about it. Girl, he you were his cross, you were his out of state side hoe. Yeah. <laughs> For three years. Yeah. It was almost four years when I, and then this was the goofiest thing. I literally, and this, it's almost like it's crazy now because this happened. Now it must be like four years now that this situation happened. Ghosted me again. (laughs) Text me on my birthday. Happy birthday, babe. At like 6 a.m. And mind you, he just ghosted me. We haven't talked in months. 6 a.m. Happy birthday, babe. And then I hit him with a ultimatum thinking he'd make the right choice right hit him with a either get in or get the fuck out he got the fuck out he got the fuck out and that felt me (laughs) and i wish i would have done that four years prior yeah that was when i was feeling goofy it's like dude i shouldn't have let this dude have so many opportunities to fuck up i should have just cut it yeah you should have and you know here's a really big sign that you're heading towards the wrong direction. If your friends don't like him, if your friends literally, when they see him, are mean to him, like they give no fucks because they're like, we don't want you around, that's when you know he's gotta go. And it happens to the best of us because I remember seeing this dude like years later and I'm like, I cannot fucking believe you're still fucking around, my dude. Out here trying to buy us drinks, and I was like, I don't need your money. I don't want your money. I'll buy her drinks. Um, yeah, he was short-lived after that. But it happens. I I've had I've had that situation happen in the recent past where I literally we went to brunch and my friend, you always this one, you know, you got good fucking friends. My friend was straight up shutting down anything he would say, like straight up bullying this man. <laughs> and I have never felt such joy in my life. Like he could not get a word out without her being like, oh, yeah, mm, not impressed or like. <laughs> Yeah, that's a really big sign that they're they're being disrespectful to you. And I think like your friends always fucking see it. Honestly, these are cautionary tales, man. I just don't yeah. want this to happen to other people because I know it happens every day. There's probably someone listening who's like, damn, he has ghosted me multiple times and I've just let it slide. You know, don't be goofy like me, bro. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's it's interesting that people can't bring out the worst of us. I'd be feeling goofy like sometimes, you know, when you uh, when you brought up the bathroom situation, it made me think of <clears throat> I've been in a similar situation when I was hanging out with somebody and a girl shows up, right, to kick it. Mm-hmm. And the dynamic like completely fucking changes. And oh, you're like, yeah. oh, there's something going on. But you have to now pretend to be pleasant because now there's this other human being there that doesn't know who you are, but you kind of know who she is because, you oh, know, yeah. I, I'm crazy. I'm not crazy, but like, I, I'm very like aware of my surroundings. So I will know who people are all the fucking time. Okay. And so person shows up, we all go to the girl's bathroom. I'm with my girlfriends. And the thing is we all catch up on each other's like vibe. So immediately my girlfriends and me become the fakest human beings in the fucking history. Mm-hmm. Hi. Oh my God. Yeah. You want to come to the bathroom with us? Yeah. So like, how long have you known blah, 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 blah. Like, we're both yeah. fishing for information. We both know something is going on. We both know there's been some type of overlap. Yeah, that made me feel pretty silly. That I had to, We had to pretend. I think I could have probably, the night would have gone better if I was just like, hey, so I am low-key, like, fucking this dude. What's the vibe here? I think that would have been a specifically See, better conversation than pretending I didn't know who she was and then trying to obtain information you, you know what be careful i've done that before and i was called crazy okay so, so- <laughs> <laughs> well you know at the time i didn't feel like i have any precedent to be like straightforward because yeah. like, he wasn't like my boyfriend mm-hmm. uh so going around that was pretty silly i would say the silliest part about that is that she then went on to challenge me to a touching duo where she would not stop touching him and the thing about that is i don't like to play those games because i'm sensitive so that immediately hurt my feelings and i just decided to leave and then the funniest part really about that story is that I ended up feeling even extra goofy because this man gaslighted me about it, told me I was being emotional. So then I cut that off and I made a TikTok about how I was really embarrassed about having feelings for a man that didn't care about my existence. And she she liked it. She liked my TikTok. Uh, oh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> Yeah, that left me feeling pretty goofy. Oh, that's so uh, I'm bold. not going to lie. But the, this is the thing. I admired that type of boldness. <laughs> I didn't fuck with her until she did that. And I was like, this brave bitch. Yeah. I didn't take it personally. <laughs> I'm thinking about the times that I've been like funny goofy. So in high school, I had a crush on my TA. And like I had a major crush on this guy. And what did I do? I went to his Facebook. I went to his Facebook likes and I found the music that he liked. Then I went Ugh. to LimeWire and illegally, oh, should I say that? Probably not. And then I illegally downloaded the entire archive of, of all the artists that he liked. And then I would play the music in class really fucking loud so that he could hear. And he did notice that I was listening to his favorite artist. He mentioned something. He said something. <laughs> Did that ever become a relationship? No, I was not indie enough. I was, but. Is it crazy or is it dedication? (laughs) You know, I don't think it's crazy. It's a little silly. I think I have done this before. Not in that scale, but I've definitely like in college, this man really liked a specific artist and I liked them too. I just wasn't like hardcore, like die those people. But I did listen to more of it, I would say, just to like, I guess, like build a connection that wasn't there. Because if you have to go out of your way to gain 
a trait, a hobby, mm-hmm. change yourself in any way, like, you know that, like, that's not, that's, those are not the vibes. Yeah. <laughs> but I think that one could be common, maybe. There's, there's a difference between music sharing and then just music hop. What is it? Hoarding? Hopping on? Yeah. Hopping on the trend? Bandwagoning? Um, this one goes along with, like, picking up hobbies. Uh, This was a long time ago, but I did once try to pick up figure skating because he was into hockey. And there was, like, one ice skating rink close to both of us, which I knew he went to. <laughs> and... <laughs> ice skating once a week like I had a face probably my parents were like why is she suddenly so into (laughs) ice skating (laughs) I went ice skating once a week for like I don't know probably like six months well that's cool at least you picked picked up a skill in this yeah like I can ice skate now like (laughs) when does it go from like I'm trying to get his attention to I know where he's gonna be so I'm gonna stalk him like (laughs) listen (laughs) Tomato, tomato. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> this was in middle school. Okay? This is a while ago. I learned from that experience that I obviously, like, I was still awkward as fuck. We didn't talk. He just saw me more. Right. He, <laughs> he just saw anything. your face. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I've done that, too. Like, I, like, volunteered for the boys' basketball team because I was, like, trying to catch an athlete. I don't know why I thought people that went to my middle school were going to be NBA stars because none of them have been in the NBA. But I literally was like, here, I'll catch them early. (laughs) She was committed. She was ready for like a 15-year toxic relationship to marry an NBA player. Babes, I used to, I honestly, this is probably like something a lot of people don't know about me. Up until I was an adult, I fully wanted to just be a housewife. Like I really wanted to be, a rich man's <laughs> wife like that was all I aspired to be but then I realized financial independence is important so I'm just gonna be a rich man that's where it's at you know some days I really I'm okay with just being a rich man's wife you want nothing for me but to stay home and spend your money down <laughs> literally <laughs> I'm fucking down working is hard oh my god it's so awful. overrated I even have a good job and I'm like oh god do I have to do this every week forever Jesus Christ. Another time (laughs) I've been a little goofy not talking about men is like when I was doing college admissions, I really wish I could redo that whole process because I feel like I was just not like my real self just because I like, I mean, you're 18. Like, what the fuck do you know? But I think I just was like unreal about like in my admissions essays, like I read them and I kind of recently because I was going through my stuff, I read one of my admissions letters and I was like, whoa this is a terrible like this is bad and this isn't even like true and like I know at the point I was trying to get at but I could have done it way better but I think I like didn't want to reveal too much about myself because I was like kind of afraid but then I also was revealing like things that were untrue like it was a weird thing that I had going on and then also I was like kind of embarrassed by like being a first generation student and I think I like kind of like stayed away from like oh I'm not first gen because I thought it was like a bad thing and but then once I started like working for the university and working with other first gen people and realizing that my experience was like stereotypical of a first generation person, I feel like I wish I would have just like claimed that identity earlier. I probably would have gotten more scholarships and I also probably would have had more resources. So yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't I I know that this is like a common thing. I think that 
obviously like the college environment that has to do with like classism, xenophobia, like racism, all those things like play into part with that. I know several people from college that weren't, I wouldn't say like proud to say where they came from all the time. Right. And I think like that's like really personal and it's really hard because obviously you, you're proud of the people that raised you and where you want to be, but your environment makes you feel uncomfortable sharing that experience. But being first gen is literally like you have worked probably triple as hard as anybody else yeah. to get here. So I think that it's unfortunate that that is the situation. But like, bitch, you're first gen. You did that shit. I know. And to anybody listening that's like first gen, like to this day, like pat yourself in the back, like and for your future generations, you're only building them up. Yeah, I think I like definitely I think it's goofy sometimes because like, I guess once you get into the corporate world, like you feel like a little bit like your achievement isn't worth that much because everyone has a similar achievement. But uh, we actually did a diversity, equity and inclusion workshop and they had to share our income. And I like, which was made me super uncomfortable because like by their standards, I was low income. But then I was like, damn, I'm working at the same place with people whose parents were literally like the 1%. Like literally there was multiple people whose parents made over a quarter million dollars a year. And I was like, okay, girl, maybe you need to start patting yourself on the back and giving yourself a little bit of credit because that experience is very different than what I did. So, you know, just for people that are listening and sometimes can have like imposter syndrome, don't be goofy. You worked hard. Yeah. And I think that also goes with like anything in life. Like I feel so silly that I didn't think I was beautiful growing up because I was like brown. Like mm. that makes me feel really fucking silly that I would just let society get me down in that way. <laughs> yeah, that one that yeah, one makes me feel um, goofy. Definitely. Especially when you just realize it's kind of like it's like now people want to be brown. You know, we have people. Are they black fishing? Are they fucking, you know, like, right? and you're like, right. oh, OK. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. I also, I think like going along with the college one, you know who I think feels pretty fucking silly? People who took out loans to go to Cabo for spring break. (laughs) You know what's funny? Because I didn't realize people were doing that until you told me in college. Because I was like, how the, I was like, we never go anywhere for spring break. How do these bitches afford all these Mexico trips? And you're like, they take loans out. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, and I, I think this one goes with the pretending you got money one <laughs> that the college environment harbors. Because obviously, if your friends are doing something fun, then you can do something fun. Luckily, I surrounded myself with real ass people where we were all broke together. And it really fostered a really good environment mm-hmm. where we made fun experiences, even though they weren't like luxurious. I still think we had more fun than most people because I wasn't financially stressed all the fucking time thinking about how am I going to pay this off in 10 years. But I it's more common than you think it is because I've met people like even recently that have told me that they took out loans like in college to go on vacations and stuff or like or even like with study abroad honestly like if you took out mad loans to study abroad I'm glad you had a fun time in Europe but like how long are you gonna be paying that off for yeah it's mostly when like it wasn't like the language it was just like you wanted to have go have a good time yeah yeah people doing (laughs) semesters at sea and shit you're like you they didn't pay you you worked and you paid them And it's like kind of confusing. I don't know. It kind of feels like a scam. Like I mean, study a, a lot of stuff in college felt like a scam. Like for instance, like I was required to do an internship, but I had to pay the university for the credits. Oh, and so that made me feel really fucking goofy. Yeah, having two jobs and an internship that I had to pay for. Yeah, yeah, that was whack. That was that was whack. <laughs> 
I literally was like, that's probably the wackest thing. Like, I literally, like, I have a lot of beef with the university. But that thing, that pissed me off. I was like, so I'm paying to work? And they're like, well, no, don't think about it like that. You're paying for experience. And I was like, mm. What experience is that? Yeah. What <laughs> work ex- experience? <laughs> Because uh, my internship experience did not acquire me any jobs. Literally. Well, <laughs> that was pretty goofy. <laughs> for real, for real. Okay, my last one. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about this one. I feel silly. I didn't feel goofy. But I was approached by somebody who is a D-list celebrity, okay? And I knew who he was because I watched that TV show. And at the time I watched that TV show, I was like, oh, he could get it. Like, he could slide into my DMs any day. Like, maybe I should slide into his DMs, but I I never did it. And then I saw him and made immediate eye contact with me, like, came to find me later, like, very aggressively trying to get on. And I was like, ah! But obviously he wasn't in a reality TV show, and I didn't want to seem like a groupie, so I pretended to not know who he was. I love that. Uh, yeah. And then and then I immediately texted Ella about it because she also watched that show. <laughs> I was like, dude, you living slay. That's like fucking the goal, bro, is to find these D-list celebrities. And the silliest part about this is like he brought it up later in the night. He was like, well, you know, I was in a reality TV show and my dumbass was like, oh, yeah, which one? <laughs> I mean, honestly, I think that was the play. I think that was probably the best way to go about it but that is really funny i wish that y'all had like a stronger friendship connection so we could have him on the pod yo maybe i i will ask great guy honestly no no future there whatsoever for private reasons that i won't expose about him because we want him on the podcast (laughs) but um but really nice boy amazing great friends his friends honestly i i really like didn't necessarily think like oh we're just gonna i like i was like we're gonna hang out here and then like i'll never see him again but his friends were like really trying to like egg him on they were like no no no, like he's a great guy he's amazing all his friends were like super nice they were like buying me food anyways amazing environment amazing vibes great vibes Uh, great vibes love that I, yeah, I hopefully I run into him again. I'll be like, let's be fucking friends. Love that for you. Let's we're manifesting <laughs> it. You're probably gonna see him. You're gonna go back to New York. He's gonna be the first person you're gonna see. I feel like we put energy into the world and it comes back to us. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna have to come clean. I didn't know who you were. <laughs> yeah, you could say that. You could be like, yeah. yeah. Now we're gonna move into times we've left other people feeling goofy. All right. Yeah. I know you one. feel goofy <laughs> for this. I'll start off. Do they? I don't know. I don't know if they feel goofy or not, but. I think they should feel goofy. I'll start off strong. I'll start off real strong. So as you guys know, there was the infamous Stubby Tuesday at our college, right? Where you paid $6 to get this obnoxiously large glass. Uh, Glass because they knew you were going to break that shit and you were going to have to buy another one for $12. It held four drinks. Four drinks for $6. As you On a Tuesday, okay? (laughs) So... I broke up with someone at Stubby Tuesdays on syllabus week, okay? And let me tell you why. He told me that the next person he dated, he wanted to marry, and he said I wasn't marriage material because I was a hoe, okay? (laughs) Damn. (laughs) And guess what? He found out I'm very much am wifey material, okay? I very much have the characteristics of wifey, okay? (laughs) I'm very domestic. Just because you can't turn a hoe into a housewife, a hoe can be a housewife, okay? That's all. This is fucking PSA. 
I found out later that night he was going to ask me to be his girlfriend. I broke up with him what? because I wanted to hoe out because if we're not in a relationship, I don't want to be in this like uh, fake thing with you. Okay. And then he later said he felt very, very stupid for saying that thing to me. He should have never mm. said it to me. And he just feels like he fucked up his chance, which he did. He did. You called me a hoe, so I became one. Exactly. <laughs> the thing, but okay, I actually think that hoes, to be on this topic, would make amazing wives because we have options, okay? And we know we have options. And we still choose one person to be with. And the thing is, since we know we have those options, if we're going to be in a relationship, we're writers. We're, look at our friendships. If if you're dating somebody and you know that she's got hoes and her friends are like friends that they've had for 10, 15 years, that's wifey material. That means she can keep a relationship if it's a good one for years. Oh, yeah. And also, I, I mean, it's a gross double standard that we have like, that it's like, oh, OK, so like you can't turn a hoe into a housewife. No, 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 no. That's just bullshit, 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 misogyny, bullshit. I will not put up with that. OK, so him saying that was hella goofy. And then he left him feeling goofy. And literally years later, he was still calling me being like, I miss you. OK, and I was like, I bet you do, bub. I bet you do. Because because I'm really fucking cool and you missed out. He's now married though, so he was ready for He was a literally wife. ready for a wife, but I lying. wasn't. So there, there's a little bit of a thing there. Congratulations to him. Hope he's happy, but goofy as fuck. Dude, I fucking feel that. Um I would say that my toxic trade was telling people to come over with having them no intention to come over. This happens several times and the thing is like I'm a sleepy girl, so they like <laughs> So I'd straight up fall asleep and then the next morning I'd have like 10 missed calls with these people show up at my house and Brittany saying it has just been sleeping beauty getting her hot girl sleep. Yeah, the first time that happened, the thing about it is I have like if somebody's standing me up, I'll give you about 10 minutes. That's the grace period. 10 minutes for you to text back if you know I'm coming over or we're meeting somewhere. If not, or following up on a date. Like, you know, when people ask you on a date and then it's the day of the date, it's like an hour before the date. Mm -hmm. And if you have not reached up to me, I'm making other plans. There's You have become a second thought. Like, I already have backup plans just in case this falls through. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not because, like, I'm scared that it's not going to happen, but it's because I have no trust in anybody. So, <laughs> yeah, if you don't fucking follow up with me, your 10-minute grace period is over. But I guess these people have no self-respect or, I mean, maybe they just like me and I'm being cruel. But, yeah, the, they stayed out there for, like, 30 minutes to an hour. And I would say the weather conditions weren't great at either occasion. So, yeah, I think they probably feel fucking stupid. <laughs> That's a long time to wait, man. <laughs> I'm not even I'm not even sorry about it because both of those people ended up like trying to manipulate me. Um <laughs> so <laughs> whatever, it is what it is. Another one along these lines. My roommate, she's an inspiration in certain ways. Okay. I had never met somebody as ruthless to men as she is and with standards so high as she has. And honestly, it has really taught me to want better for myself. And I just remember uh, one night I was out and I was drinking gin. Now, <laughs> if you know me, you know that gin makes me sassy. It, I don't know what it is about it, but like my drunk is just different. And first of all, he was, I was with this dude and he was being too on at the club. And I'm like, we're not together. Like, I met you out, you know, like, kind of like, let me, like, give me some space. So I love the I don't club, know you. Like, <laughs> I don't know you, girl. Like, like 
<laughs> I left the club because he wouldn't leave me alone. He was cock blocking me. <laughs> it was like negative degrees outside in New York and like, I walked myself, like, this is how mad I was, and I walked myself to the subway station. Why didn't I call an Uber? I don't fucking know. So I walked myself to the, to the subway station. I was freezing. And he calls me. He's like, oh, my God, where are you? And I was like, I'm at the subway. Can you come pick me up? <laughs> so he picks me up. And then, uh, you know, he's dropping all his friends. He's going to drop me off at home. And he was like, I, I think he intended to come inside. And I was like, okay, whatever. He, he can come in. We get to my house and I was like, oh my God, it's freezing cold. Like just park like in, like, there's a fire hydrant by my house. I'm like, just park, park at the hydrant. Like they won't take it to you overnight. It'll be fine. And he was like, no, no, no. I'm going to go find another spot. It's blocks, blocks away. And I'm telling you, this is a dead fucking winter. Like these are no games played. And he parks like four blocks away from my house. So I was like, yo, this dude really couldn't say like, here, let me drop you off. Like I'm wearing a dress. I <laughs> so I get out of the car and you know Sassy Birdie say has lost all sense of I'm gonna be kind. I'm gonna be a chill girl. And I was like, you know what? I don't want you here. You should go. And he was like, are you serious? And I'm like, yeah. You can't come in because if I was gonna walk walk these four cold ass blocks, like I was already home. That he's gone. He's gotta go. He should have dropped me off at the door. He should have. He should have dropped me off at the door. A anyways, Dominican man. He fucking cussed me out. Whatever. Was walking away. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. So I guess God. he feels goofy. I didn't. I was already home. You know, like what was the difference? I I wanted to sleep by myself. I didn't really want him to come over. He could have. He he could have changed his fate had he let, dropped me off at the door. But hey, now you now know. he knows for less than the next time. I think sometimes I feel I leave people feeling goofy when they try to challenge me intellectually, like because they don't think I don't know. I don't know what the <laughs> fuck they think they're doing. They just I think I'll, yeah, especially yeah, yeah. like men who think they're smarter than me. I'll leave you in the dust intellectually. Like there's literally I've never I swear to God, I've never met a man where I felt like, oh, yeah, this guy's smarter than me. No, never. No, I've never never. <laughs> I've, I've met so many intelligent females. Men are just mm -hmm. not self-aware enough for to be on my level. Wrong. Or to be wrong. Like, you know, when you try to tell them something and then they think that they know, but they don't know. Oh, my God. It's so fucking annoying. I saw one time where we were talking about I went to school for fashion. I went to school for branding. Yeah. Like I have some knowledge, I guess. And we were talking about that Colin Kaepernick Nike thing. And I was like, oh, no, Nike like largely benefited from that. That's like a advertising campaign. Yeah. You know, there's money behind that. Nike, obviously, yeah, maybe they wanted to take a stand with uh, like Black Lives Matter. But at the end of the day, if they were going to lose money, they would not have done that because it's a corporation. Yeah. Like it's all about financial. And they're like, no, 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 no. Like Nike did that to take a stand. And I was like, I am telling you this this is called like multicultural neoliberalism. It's taking like, yeah. like, you know, like I, I like just like hear me out. I went to school for this. Like I know this represents their brand. Their biggest like uh, section is like people of color. Like Nike yeah. largely benefits from people of color. So yeah, this was a smart move for them to do. And he was like, no, it isn't. And I was like, okay, look it up. <laughs> look it up. How much money did they make from this campaign? Because it's on Google. You can fucking find it. And he stayed real fucking quiet and oh, then looked it up. Mm-hmm. I love it. And then saw that I was right. And then puts the photo in and keeps on going with what they're saying. Yeah. And uh -huh. like talk to his friends because they wanted to leave. No, it's literally like sometimes I, I people will tell me shit and I'm like, I literally have a degree in economics. Okay. Like this is not... <laughs> 
This isn't like, oh, hey, hearty heart. And I have a bachelor's of science in economics, which is different than a bachelor's of arts because it means that I had to do a shit ton of math. All right, I can break down like using calculus why I'm right. And you literally (laughs) have like a fucking BA in psychology and you're talking to me about how the economy works. It's like, no, bro, like get the fuck out of my face. I'm really kind of over this. And I I literally, I'll leave you in the dust and you look so fucking goofy. Yeah, I I do not like being challenged without receipts. And I would say this carries over also at work. Like if somebody's about to publicly call me out about something, bitch, you better have proof that I didn't do it or that it's wrong because I know that it is right. Like if I'm going to put my name on something, it's not going to be wrong, obviously. Like, uh, so yeah, and I will make sure that you know. I will be like, actually, if you would refer to this file and this file and this file, you will see that I actually timestamp, timestamp. <laughs> you got to um, do it to but, him. But thanks for the call out. <laughs> Literally. You better come with receipts you can call me out. <laughs> All right. So I think my last one where I think people are feeling really goofy right about now. I would like to say that me and Berenice are arguably the most famous alum from our sorority, (laughs) but they can't claim us because they kind of pushed us out, okay? I just want to say, I mean, I, I I would love to see someone who is more famous than me and Berenice. Do we have a more famous fashion designer, a more famous stand-up comedian? Because I don't think so. Does anyone come to mind? I don't think so. Lovely ladies, I'm just saying, I'm very famous. I would say I'm infamous. Um, Infamous, famous, whatever. Famous. Yeah, it's interesting because our sorority has like a page. Obviously, like they do their social media too. And they were like liking and commenting on my photos. And I was like, who's going to tell them I dropped like. Oh, yeah. (laughs) They still like my photos too. And I'm just saying, I'm only going to get more (laughs) famous. So I just feel like there's going to be a time when they're going to want a goddamn donation from me because I'm a mega millionaire. And I'm going to say, eat rocks. (laughs) I went and got him anything. I'm zooming to get my money back. That's fucking hilarious. (laughs) That's fucking funny, dude. (laughs) Plugs. Plugs of the week. All right, you guys. So my plug of the week is Queen Care. And they are actually a beauty shop in um, Columbia City, but they also make their own products. And I got their body scrub and I'm in love with it. So you can find their products at queencareproducts.com. Okay, so my plug of the week goes to the power of attachment. It's by Diane Pooley. Um, It's basically, it goes over different attachment styles and kind of how like how to heal uh, your trauma. I just started reading it, obviously, because I have attachment issues, but um, so far so good. And this was like the most highly recommended book when I was like kind of looking into. So I will obviously give an update once I finish it. But um, if you want to get some reading done on attachment, The Power of Attachment by Diane Pooley. All right. Those are the plugs of the week. All right. Well, thanks so much for listening. That has been today's episode of Thanks for Your Concern. As always, please follow and subscribe. You can find our Instagram at thanks number for your concern. And then my personal Instagram is at Bernice Ideas. And I'm at Ella L. Tudor. Toodles. Toodles.